Welcome to this RTD interview. Today, I'm excited to have first-time guest, Mr. Tim Smith, the CEO of U.S. Gold Mining. He's a 20-year experienced geoscientist, and today he's joined us to share his thoughts on the macroeconomy as well as precious metals and the importance of having exposure to the gold exploration space. So, Tim Smith, welcome to RTD Interviews. Thanks so much for uh, having me today. Uh, look, really delighted to be here. Uh, excited to have an opportunity uh, to raise awareness about our new company, U.S. Gold Mining Inc., which uh, IPO'd successfully just recently uh, on the NASDAQ, uh, trading under the ticker uh, USGO. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, once again, thank you for joining us. So as I mentioned before, we went live. I had a chance to be a part and follow you guys' development throughout the last couple of years, speaking to Alistair Steele and David Garofalo and a lot of guys you work with. So definitely looking forward to having this discussion here and getting caught up on what's some of the latest developments that you just mentioned. But before we do that, uh, for those who may not be familiar with Tim Smith, can you give us a little bit of a brief background beyond what I just gave a moment ago of your experiences? Very, very happy to. So, yeah, I'm a geologist, uh, as you mentioned, uh, around 25 years experience. Uh, I've worked uh, throughout Australasia and, and the Americas. Uh, very lucky uh, to have had uh, a very blessed career in terms of uh, being involved in some discoveries early on that were really intrinsic to, to, to developing my skill set. Uh, worked on a couple of mine development projects in Australia. In 2010, moved my company up to Canada, uh, where I joined a company called Kamenak Gold. We made a big discovery called the Coffee Gold Project in Yukon. Eventually, when we got to feasibility, we were taken out by Gold Corp, uh, one of the majors at that time. Uh, I joined Goldcorp, took the opportunity to come work for one of the North American majors in 2019. Goldcorp merged with Newmont. I stayed with Newmont uh, for another three years. So I have a, a breadth of experience from exploration through mine development, uh, a little bit of mine production, uh, and certainly uh, uh, across the gold copper space, uh, uh, very well versed uh, in, in all aspects of the industry. That's good. Well, thank you for sharing that. And so definitely looking forward to finding out more as well, staying in touch what's going on there. But before I do that, I like to basically lay a little bit of a foundation as to why. You know, discussions like this, I think, are becoming more important just because it gives investors opportunities to, of, of thinking outside the box in reference to practical things that we've all been told and encouraged to do. And a lot of it has a lot to do with the current monetary system, as well as the global, global landscape for the financial sector as well. I guess from where you're sitting, based upon your experience and backgrounds from a macro standpoint, what are some things that... Uh, are of concern to you when you look out on the landscape, which 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 will eventually lead to why gold, of course, is so important to be exposed to. Uh, look, ab absolutely uh, happy to share my thoughts here. So, you know, I th I think uh, in terms of the current status of the economy, we have to go back a couple of years, and you know, we we all just came out of uh, uh, the COVID pandemic with the economic lockdowns. Uh, that we went through there. And I think we all said at that time, you know, we're going to be paying for this for years. And so here we are uh, still in a post-pandemic uh, inflationary uh, economy. Inflation is slowing. Yes, it's good to see that data coming out uh, quarter by quarter. Uh, but it's still something that is, you know, obviously high on the minds of many people. Uh, in terms of uh, the gold price and, and you know, what, what is happening there, uh, you know, it's just been an, an amazing year uh, for the price of gold so far. And, uh, you know, we've certainly uh, had a great timing in launching our brand new U.S. focused gold company, uh, uh, U.S. Gold Mining Inc. Uh, you know, if you just look at gold price uh, relatively short term since the start of the year, it's up over $200 per ounce. Uh, peaked recently at an all-time high uh, above 2050. Most importantly, it seems to be stabilizing, building a base around $2,000 now, at least since early April. 
certainly we're we're seeing some some issues with some regional banks since early April, and that is helping promote the gold price. Uh, but unlike previous spikes in the price, you know, we've seen gold spike above two thousand dollars before in the last couple of years. One of those during the COVID pandemic, uh, the other when Russia invaded uh, Ukraine. But at the present time, I think you know we we appear to be building a good base here, a, a new normal at around two thousand gold, and I think that really sets us up to potentially threat of much higher ceilings uh, as the year progresses. Um, and I'll just touch on copper as well, because, you know, copper is still uh, very strong, not quite as strong as it was through the pandemic, but uh, it's averaging around $4 a pound since the start of the year. Uh, and silver has been hitting some 12-month highs. And these are the three commodities that we have in our asset, uh, which we'll talk about shortly here. But, uh, uh, you know, maybe just rounding out some thoughts generally on on the economy. You know, I think, uh, in, in terms of currency, well, we who work in the gold space, we tend to think of gold, uh, silver in particular, and the other precious metals as as a, a form of currency, uh, something that you can own uh, either the, the 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 physical metal itself or some kind of uh, 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 exchange traded fund or stock directly in uh, uh, an exploration or, or mining uh, company. So, you know, depending on uh, what you're comparing. Uh, uh, the U.S. dollar, in particular, against uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's strengthened against some currencies. Uh, if you pick the ruble, for example, some of the other BRICS companies, uh, countries, sorry, uh, it's it's I guess it's kind of flat, slightly stronger compared to to the Chinese yuan. Uh, it's down against the euro and the pound, so it's a bit of a, a, a mixed bag. Uh, but you know, I I think gold as a safe haven, as a store of value, we certainly are going to continue to see. I think in the short to, to medium term, some more geopolitical issues, and 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 that will create some 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 more upward pressure on the price of gold. Um, you know, longer term for us, our, our thesis is that the the underlying uh, uh, economy around why the gold price should continue to go up is is very is very strong. Uh, what we're seeing in the past 10 years in our space, the mining and exploration sector, is that resources and reserves in the ground of uh, the mid-tiers and the senior gold producers, those resources and reserves have reduced by almost 50% over that period. Those companies, they're not replacing their mined ounces uh, via exploration, uh, which is how they, they normally organically continue to sustain their operations. Uh, so therefore, they need to sustain their production via acquisition, and that will need to come from an increasingly smaller and smaller supply of large, high-quality assets, uh, deposits, metal deposits in safe jurisdictions like the USA and like our asset Whistler. Uh, and you know, so we think that with growing demand uh, for gold, overall shrinking supply in terms of what the uh, the, the world mining sector can can produce uh, we think that the long-term basis for gold uh, is pretty self-evident right now you, you unpacked a lot right there a lot of things stood out to me but yet towards the end there you mentioned about just overall demand and so outside of you know, recent activities central banks have been accumulating at a larger paces and it's becoming public knowledge now where more people are finding out about what central banks are deciding to bring to the table. And on top, you mentioned also the BRICS. And so I like to talk about the BRICS as well, just because it seems like they have some alternative things they're working on as well. And so between now and the end of this year, I'm of the mindset that anything could happen to where we'll see gold in USD terms shoot through previous highs and start to set it newer, I guess, you know, uh, levels of, uh, of highs. Now, in, for, you know, in your opinion, how does these conditions 
lead us to how are these conditions different than previous ones? We've always had, you know, debt ceiling issues. We've always had geopolitical events unraveling. But to me, it's something about this one that's unique. Is that anything that stands out to you that really, you know, says the gold could really do something that we've never really even seen before? Well, I'm, I'm going to come back to that supply issue because that's that's really a strong part of the thesis for us at, at, at our Whistler project and, and why we've set up the company. We see that the long-term fundamentals is a strong catalyst for setting up U.S. gold mining r- right now. And, and it comes back to what we see across the majors and the sort of acquisitions, that the merger and acquisition activity we see in our space, uh, in particular the gold mining and, and exploration sector, where we're seeing larger companies paying good premiums uh, for quality assets in safe jurisdictions. And the reason why it comes back to that that supply and those larger companies being able to sustain their production at the very high rates. You know, if you look at Newmont, for example, uh, it's trying to sustain around six to seven million ounces uh, of gold production a year. That's a heck of a lot of gold that they need to replace every year via exploration. Uh, arguably, that's impossible. Um, and I think the evidence that we're seeing why they cannot do that is in the the uh, uh, the current acquisition or, or merger that they are undertaking with a, another major mining company called Newcrest, uh, domiciled in Australia. That's going to add additional ounces uh, to their long-term uh, project portfolio in terms of exploration through development uh, assets. But we think Newmont and other majors, uh, Barrick, for example, uh, and, and there are many others that we can name that have been uh, acquiring recently uh, some of the mid-tiers, uh, uh, Agnico, B2, uh, Kinross, to name two or three, have been acquiring assets at, at a premium in recent years. Uh, so, you know, we think the writing on the wall there is really that uh, this the, the demand side is really starting to outweigh supply. Uh, so we think this is a great time uh, to position U.S. gold mining with a strong asset and a very safe location, uh, a jurisdiction in terms of being able to explore, ultimately develop and, and mine at the Whistler Project, uh, which is just 100 miles from from Anchorage. Interesting, interesting. So let's move uh, more along towards, you know, just gold. I mean, of course, gold is a key subject matter, but also here on this channel here, we talk about silver a little bit. So silver, of course, is what's considered gold's little brother, or they go tandem. Uh, the gold to silver ratio. Uh, right now, I'm not sure what the exact numbers are, but they're well higher there. It's much greater than what it is coming out of the ground. So based upon what you're seeing on your end, you know, what, what's what's the current figures, if you don't mind sharing with us? And you know, in the future, how could that either, you know, shrink a little bit or what are your thoughts about that? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing some some fairly recent 12-month highs in silver, which I think is is great for anyone interested in investing in, in the silver sector. And, uh, you know, we think our asset is uh, uh, important in that space as well. You know, we tend to talk about our project, Whistler, as a gold copper project, uh, but we do have... Uh, um, around 8 million ounces of silver in the indicated category, which is the highest confidence, uh, and another 16 million ounces in inferred uh, of silver. Uh, by volume, it, it makes up around about uh, 1% to 2% of, of the overall uh, value and, and quantity of metal in the ground at the Whistler Project, uh, and it's dominated largely by gold at 70% and, and copper at around about 28 29%. But we certainly see uh, uh, silver uh, as, as being an important part 
uh, of the economics. And, uh, you know, we look forward to continuing to, to uh, uh, explore for, for silver in addition to gold and copper at, at Whistler to, to try to build upon that. We see that as something that's uh, uh, going to deliver a strong return uh, for investors. Um, I think, you know, the, the criticality for, for the project is, uh, you know, we're seeing three strong commodities right now, gold, copper, and silver, uh, which we see uh, uh, in, in the proportions I just outlined at the Whistler project. So, you know, it's a great time. Again, you know, we looked at all the catalysts, everything that was lining up uh, uh, in terms of rationale for launching U.S. gold mining. Uh, and, you know, our belief around the strength of uh, gold, copper, and, of course, silver going forward uh, in, into the medium to long term is is very high. So, you know, we're looking forward to uh, exploring uh, growing and, and delivering more value for shareholders in that in that sense. Sounds good. No, so let's just dive into U.S. Gold Mining Inc. And so, I guess what brought about this recent IPO and how? Give me the give me the grassroots of how everything formed with this initial IPO. Absolutely. So, so U.S. Gold Mining Inc. Uh, uh, it's a spin out of the parent company, uh, Gold Mining Inc., uh, on an asset called the Whistler Gold Copper Project, which we think is uh, a unique opportunity for investors in terms of the size, uh, location, and, and some of the other key catalysts, some of which I've already outlined and, and, and some which uh, you know, I'll, I'll bring up in, in the next few minutes here. Um, but overall, you know, I think key takeaways for listeners uh, are at uh, Whistler. It's a large, never-been-mined gold, copper, silver deposit located just 100 miles from Anchorage. It's the closest large gold, copper, silver deposit to the major city Anchorage. Uh, you know, we tend to think of Anchorage as a capital. It's not the capital in terms of the legislature, which is down in Juneau. But of course, Anchorage is the the the, the largest economic and uh, largest population center in uh, uh, in Alaska. So just 105 miles across a flat alluvial uh, uh, river valley. Uh, the government right now, uh, uh, the state government of Alaska, is investing. Uh, so far, it's invested around eight hundred and uh, sorry, eight point five uh, million dollars in designing a road uh, and undertaking design, permitting, uh, and social licensing uh, of that road that will connect Whistler with a port that uh, was built some years ago at Port McKenzie, which is just on the opposite side of the harbour to, to Anchorage. So, when that road gets put in, and, and the government is talking about commencing that road as early as twenty twenty five. Uh, that's going to be a major uh, game changer for us. Obviously, to build a road into a mining property is is, is a, quite a large chunk of capital. Uh, so when the, the government goes ahead and builds that road, as I say, it's it's a game changer for us. It will connect Whistler with a, a center with a, a population, with skilled services, uh, and of course, connect directly to that port facility. So we'll be able to get uh, equipment and consumables into a future mine at Whistler and uh, gold, copper, silver concentrate out to, to port for, for export. Um, in terms of the size of Whistler, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about Whistler as being a significant deposit. It's around 3 million gold equivalent ounces in the high confidence indicator category, plus an additional 6.4 million uh, gold equivalent ounces classified as, as inferred. Uh, so around 9.4 million ounces total. And I mentioned earlier that resource inventory is comprised of around 70% gold, 30% copper, and 1% or 2% uh, silver. Uh, the, the copper component uh, alone contains around a bit, about a billion pounds in the deposit, 400,000 pounds indicated uh, and 700,000 pounds inferred. So that 
is, uh, you know, we believe a substantial copper deposit, which provides a significant opportunity to investors in the critical mineral sector. And, you know, we're all uh, uh, well aware of the demand for copper, uh, which is expected to uh, increase uh, significantly with the growing demand for, for EV uh, uh, vehicles. Um, and the silver component, as I mentioned earlier, is, is around 8 million ounces indicated and 16 million ounces inferred. So assets of the scale uh, in mining amenable locations, uh, so I, and I, I'm talking about location and geography there, uh, and within a friendly jurisdiction, and really there I'm referring to the state uh, 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 laws and regulations uh, and uh, uh, initiatives that the state has set up to uh, attract uh, uh, investment in mining and exploration into Alaska, you know, it's a great place to be. Uh, and assets of the scale are increasingly scarce. And we believe that they're coveted by those uh, those larger mining companies that I spoke about earlier. Uh, and our thesis is that uh, the precious and critical minerals sector is, is struggling to replace that production. Uh, depletion via new discoveries and the assets of the size and quality of Whistler will eventually need to be acquired by the major gold copper producers. So, you know, great size, great location, uh, great exploration upside. We think we have a lot of room to grow. So lots of potential to deliver uh, exploration growth into the future. So if you don't mind, you know, for the viewers, share with us, I guess, your market cap, as well as some of the technical things, financially speaking, just to inform our audience a little bit more. Yeah, happy to. So our market cap right now is around about 180 million. Uh, and, you know, with about uh, 20 million in the bank, uh, the, the enterprise value of our 9.4 million ounces of gold equivalent resource sits at only about $16, $17 per ounce. And, you know, we would compare that against the global median of around about $40 to $50 an ounce. When we launched our IPO, we did that at about $10 an ounce. So we've seen great uh, growth since then, and, and and obviously that that uh, valuation provided a lot of upside for for people participating in the IPO, um, and that was really testament, I think, to the value proposition. Uh, and so the market really has just started in the in the last couple of weeks, I think, to cotton on to the fact that there's a big delta between that initial valuation and that average of forty to fifty. We we certainly see significant growth potential as we advance the project via our planned uh, exploration and uh, and studies, uh, which will be starting uh, this coming summer. Uh, and that will provide the traction to move Whistler towards that average valuation we see in the market closer to other development stage projects at 40 to $50 per ounce. And, and certainly, we believe that when we get to the PEA stage, which is uh, essentially the objective of, of our work over the next uh, few months, that we will uh, be trading in that range. Uh, and then, you know, beyond that, as we continue to advance Whistler further into the feasibility study, so this is starting to uh, essentially undertake the detailed design work to build uh, a minor future and, and prepare the project uh, heading into development for project financing. So typically at that feasibility stage, we we typically see another re-rate, which could see the multiple increase to around $100 per ounce. Um, mm -hmm. This uh, is the, sort of the typical multiple that we see for advanced project mine assets with a line of sight uh, through to eventual mine production across the industry. Uh, and maybe just a quick example of that. So so when I was the VP exploration for Kamenak Resources and Gold Corp acquired us, and I mentioned that earlier in my bio, so the company's uh, uh, coffee gold project at that time 
and 2016 uh, was acquired by Goldcorp for Canadian $520 million. And, and that equated to around about uh, $130 per ounce, $130 US dollars per ounce for uh, the 3 million ounces and in indicated resources that had been delineated at that project at that time. Uh, and so, you know, we certainly see numerous additional examples uh, over the past several years and some of the very recent past where larger companies have paid well over $100 per ounce for quality ounces in quality jurisdictions. So, you know, that's why we think our IPO was so successful at $10 per ounce. It was a very attractive offering, significant room for growth there. We're starting to see some of that in our recent market cap. Uh, and, you know, we think there's continued tremendous upside to continue to deliver uh, value for our shareholders. Interesting. Now, I guess what, uh, you know, inflation, we touched on a little bit earlier, but then again, it's st still costly to uh, run operations such as that, you know, has that impacted you guys at all as far as exploration wise and trying to actually get down and, you know, get that, get those, get those assets out of there. How has the prices impacted you guys, if at all? Uh, well, certainly, you know, we're, we're watching inflation uh, in, in our sector. It, it's flattened a little bit over the last couple of years. We certainly saw a strong surge uh, in inflation coming right out of uh, uh, the COVID pandemic. Um, we've done our best to plan for it. We've certainly worked in flush inflation uh, adjusted costs into our, our budgeting and planning. Uh, and look, overall, I think we have a very experienced management team uh, and a veteran board. We, we know how to extract value out of the ground. We, we know how to do it efficiently. Uh, uh, we've done it before and delivered on growth for shareholders. Uh, and, you know, we have every confidence that with the strength of our asset uh, and our treasury, uh, given the the, uh, uh, the strong interest and, and really uh, unrivaled success of our recent IPO, uh, that uh, we're going to be able to deliver that again at Whistler uh, for U.S. Gold Mining Inc. shareholders. Interesting. Now, for those who want to find out more information, of course, I'll have some down below, but can you share with us where you guys, uh, the ticker symbol, things of that nature, as well as where people can find out any more additional information as well? Yeah, very happy to. So we're trading on the NASDAQ under the ticker USGO. Our website is www.us.goldmining.com. Uh, we just launched that uh, a, a, a few days ago. Uh, so there's a ton of information there. I would certainly encourage people to, to look at the presentation. Uh, in particular, look for the link that, that uh, talks about a Verify 3D virtual tour it will walk you you can walk yourself through uh, essentially 3d space and get a really strong sense for uh, uh, the the size of the asset the quality of the quality of the asset uh, and certainly also on the website there's plenty of information the technical reports are embedded there I would certainly uh, encourage anyone interested in, in investing uh, to do your own research uh, to get independent uh, uh, advice and to uh, take a look through the technical reports. Uh, the technical reports were, were updated just last year. Uh, they really underpin, uh, and, and I should add that they are independent uh, expert uh, uh, technical reports, uh, and they really underpin all of the technical information that I've spoken about today. Sounds good. Well, Tim Smith, I thank you for joining us on RT Interviews and sharing the recent uh, IPO there, as well as your thoughts and opinions on where we're at now. And of course, no doubt people understand the importance of 
having physical gold, of course, and as well as having exposure to the mining space. So thank you for educating our audience. And uh, once again, look forward to continuing to follow the progress you guys have there and have you back on in the future and see where we're at at that point. So thanks for joining us on RTD Interviews. Look, thanks so much for your time today. Uh, happy to come back anytime.